Hey you guys, it's me Radical Ray and I wanted to answer some questions um, by men from my last podcast um, in regards to pornography, OnlyFans, and all these other ones. So a man writes, if women watch and enjoy porn, are they indirectly adding to the problem that's been going on for centuries? What does it mean when somebody, when someone is well off financially but still have OnlyFans as a source of income? Okay, so let's answer this first question. If women watch porn and enjoy it, are they indirectly adding to the problem that's been going on for centuries? No. I mean, yes, as well, on a very minuscule level. But if women boycotted porn today, it would still be a multi-billion dollar industry. It still requires a majority exploitation for women. If there's women out there who watch and enjoy pornography, it's because they're doing so for men. There are women who watch lesbian pornography that's kind of inauthentic, but it's not contributing to. I like I would never ever 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 in a million years say a slavery contributed a slave never contributed to slavery because they were silent about it. I would never say that. Because that's just not how it works. The power slant is so skewed that it would just make no sense. The the one out of a million women or one out of a thousand women or even if it's one out of a hundred women or one out of ten women it's still 10 for 10 men. So the power slant is just not even there. Now, what does it mean when someone is well off financially, but still have OnlyFans as a source of income? Is that still part of women making less money than men? Or is that something else? Because there is one rich woman does not mean a woman. (laughs) Women are richer than men. If There are, I mean, Jeff Bezos, (laughs) Elon Musk, sorry, I'm laughing because that was just so ridiculous to me. Um, Women still make less than men, period. Requiring self-exploitation to gain any kind of money is the exact problem that I addressed in my last episode. It requires women selling their bodies like actual commodities to gain any kind of financial status. That is an issue. If women have to sell their their actual bodies, their breasts, their vagina, their assholes, their mouth, whatever, like we're 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 reducing ourselves to parts for the, a shred of access, a shred of money, and men are buying this and they're like, oh, but I mean, she's rich, so obviously, okay, sir, you are a grocery store cashier, and you're able to still afford this, and she had to go sell her body. Like I don't understand where the disconnect is there. Just because there's like one or two women who are incredibly wealthy or hell, there could be hundreds of women who are incredibly healthy. Women still make less than men. And in every facet of life, men's, I mean, okay, that rich woman on OnlyFans, let's compare it to men on OnlyFans. Can you tell me who the CEO of OnlyFans is and how much he makes at her exploitation? It's, it's so ridiculous to me. Okay, let's move on. Does this also include written erotica and artwork? Written erotica by men is heinous and disgusting. Written erotica for men is just like written pornography. There's no intimacy in it at all. And how we're subjected into all of these books, it's, it's, it's actually really good comedy. If you ever want to really laugh, I suggest you read male erotica books written by men. 
the any kind of erotica book written by men actually is, is quite humorous. I'm pretty sure they think our breasts have some kind of magical superpowers, right? Um, or, or mood swings even, you know, written erotica artwork and artwork. Yeah. Artwork is a form of pornography. I mean, it very well can be if it, if it features, uh, sexually explicit acts, then how is that any different than how you view women? Oh, because you, you put a fucking tentacle on her. Like we're not supposed to know it's a woman. Like that's, that's absurd to me. Now, the difference between male and female erotica is if you read women's romance novels, there's a lot of intimacy involved. That's what really makes it hot for a lot of women and why men think it's like so toxic is because it's romantically inconceivable. Like no man would actually be intimate. No man could actually achieve any of those things because no man wants to be intimate. However, reverse, you know, a man wants women to do all these crazy sexual acts. And it's, it's just, it's so funny to me. Let's answer right now. Excuse me for one second. Okay, so what's right and wrong way to show interest in someone? Like if a man did find a woman sexually attractive, should he just ignore his thoughts? What's right and wrong to show interest in somebody is I don't understand why on earth you, like why men think women are not human, that they're just like, how do I even approach a woman if, if I am sexually attracted to her then? There are tons of men women are sexually attracted to and they approach them just fine. Lesbians approach women just fine because you just talk to them like a human. And that's the thing. Finding somebody sexually attractive is totally fucking normal. But what, what the biggest, the biggest facet of difference here is that men have no intimacy. Men are are incapable of building any kind of bonds or friendships authentically because their end goal is sex. So to be sexually attracted to somebody makes men nervous because their sole thought is sex. That's why they get so nervous. Oh, oh, what if I me too? Or what if I say something wrong? What if I do something wrong? Instead of just like going about it as you would an authentic relationship. This is why women are never fearful of being me too because there's nothing we're going to do that's going to, I mean, there probably has been some women, I'm not saying all women, but there women approach men who they find attractive in a, hey, how are you way? And what are your interests? And what do you like? And it's authentically there. Whereas a man could never, if a man gets friend zoned, that's the worst possible thing that could ever, ever, ever happen to him. So how do you approach a woman that you're sexually attracted to by just fucking talking to her? By just talking to her. Like, I don't understand, like, that disconnect. I don't get that. Is there a right and wrong way? Yeah, there is a right way. Treat her like a human. We are human. Talk to her like a human. You know, if you're ever afraid of sending the signal of, hey, I want to be more than just friends, then just say that. If you are, but don't expect that return. Don't expect the feelings to be reciprocated because it's not always going to be there. That entitlement factor is another, another facet of being a man. It's that, oh, well, I put all my, oh my God, I can't believe I fed you and you didn't fuck me. And that drives me insane. Because that entitlement factor is there. They, they see every monetary 
thing given as a sex token. So there is a right and wrong way. Does it make you feel bad knowing some of your friends have OnlyFans? And what was the full evolution of going from Radfem to LiveFem back to Radfem? It makes me feel bad that my friends have OnlyFans only because I know what it's like needing extra finances as a woman. I don't fault them, I don't blame them, and I don't hate them. It makes me feel bad that this is the society men have created to a point to where this is normalized and where you have to self-justify it. That's the part that makes me sad. These women are amazing. They're awesome women. I really like these women. And they're beautiful. They're gorgeous. And they know that. And they know they know that because men constantly tell them that. And men horn after these women consistently. And so if a bill needs to be paid or anything like that, working they all work other jobs, by the way. OnlyFans is not their only fucking job. But this is an extra way for them to actually have financial freedom whereas that would never cross or men don't have to do that men have the trust and the financial freedoms that are already there so it doesn't make me feel bad for them I mean I feel awful that this is a society we live in but it doesn't make me feel bad for them I don't hate them I hate all the men surrounding that I hate the men in that society I hate that every single time I log on they're selling they're trying to make sales it's like advertising. They're selling themselves, selling themselves, selling themselves. That makes me really upset. And it's like, for me, if I'm being really honest, I wish the men in their fucking lives would actually step up and do something about it. But they don't. And I know I can't say that, right? That's like, oh, so taboo. But that even includes men who are buying from them. Men don't automatically just send that money through their OnlyFans just saying, I don't want content. You don't have to produce content. I know you're hurting. I know this sucks. Thank you for being there. Thank you for being friend. Thank you for your intimacy. That like that money's never sitting right. It's send and do something for me. That's the part that makes me angry. If it was just, you know, women online giving, you know, like friendship or whatever, just verbal, not even sexual, and men paid for that kind of intimacy, that would be that would be less hurtful to me than men demanding something in return. Hang on, let's continue. Ask away. And I understand none of this is meant to provoke or troll. I know you have genuine questions. So what was the full evolution of you going from Radfem to LibFem and back to Radfem? As I've mentioned in my prior, it was it had everything to do with wanting to see their point of view. And what liberal feminism showed insight was that... <laughs> Everything, everything that I thought wasn't true was, is true. So it was like, I know men are awful because of this treatment or this, this looks bad and suspicious to me, or this is really weird that they have such rigid roles in society and liberal feminism was like, no, we don't, no, we don't. And I was like, okay, well, what about X, Y, and Z? What about X, Y, and Z? And I tried really hard to involve myself and engage with these people. And after a while, it was just a tipping point. It was a breaking point for me. And I realized everything that, you know, like my, my nightmares were true, you know? And, and that was the whole entire aspect of it. It was like, After a while, the weight comes down on you, right? And you can only deal with so much. You can only 
you can only participate in so much of that bullshit before you're just like, wow, I can't believe you have such a rigid view on women and what it means to be a woman. I can't believe you still swallow and sell this bullshit. Like, I cannot believe you 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 hold on to these gender stereotypes and exploitation so much so that it requires you calling yourself a woman, being a woman, and dressing in this manner to be considered somewhat of a human or, you know, to call it liberating. It's just insanity to me. And after seeing over and over and over again, no matter what you do as a liberal feminist, men are still going to abuse you. If you are sexy, if you participate in the sexy, if you wear the makeup, if you get skinny, if you are the bimbo, if you are the fun girl, if you are the bubbly girl, if you, whatever you are, men are still going to abuse you. Even if you've been to their every whim. So it stopped being fun for me. It stopped being a community of people I can talk to and enjoy and rely on. And it turned into people trying to gaslight me is what it felt like. I don't know if that was their intention, but that's what it felt like. And it turned into more of an abusive relationship. And that's how I describe liberal feminism, even till this day, to women, whether they know it or not. It's like an abusive relationship. The, you know, liberal feminism tells women to be this way and do these things. And if they don't, they will suffer the consequences. And it's hard to leave that. And as ridiculous as it sounds, because there is a safety net that there is a community there. And you have to make the decision that you're going to lose friends over it. You're going to lose community over it. You you may even lose sponsorships or various other things over, over standing your ground and declaring yourself to be a human. Declaring science to be true. You will lose friends over that. And I I know that sounds ridiculous, but that's absolutely true. So for me, I don't fault. It's hard for me to fault. Not that I don't. It's hard for me to fault these women for that. So the full evolution has a lot to do with me just really trying to make connections and bridges. Trying to really see it all for what it is. Because I don't know everything. So to just be, you know, (laughs) when I started off RadFem went to live them, I was just so certain, like, you know, like, you can't be pansexual, you're just bisexual. Like, gender is not real. Like, I just knew that to be true. I was like, it's a fucking social construct. Like, men made it up, you know, for women. So you're just bisexual. And a lot of friends I had got upset with me. And I was like, whoa, whoa, like, why are you guys so upset? Like, I don't understand. Uh, And we're still friends to this day, by the way. I don't understand, you know, why you would be upset by that. And so they went on to explain different feelings and different things. Like, feelings I already knew I exist. And I was just like, okay. I was very accommodating, but not, not like, fully, like, swallowing the bullshit. But I was just like, all right. Like, she, they, he, they, whatever the fuck you want to be called. Fine. Um, But then one day, it was just too much. And it became too much as soon as, you know, they invented all the new words for them. And then wanted to take the word woman. So that has always been really upsetting. The erasure of women and saying, well, what about women? And the not all men bullshit. And then claiming men are more oppressed than women has always been upsetting to me. But but the tipping point was, okay, now we want women's spaces. And now we want the word woman. And this, this started around the time the first Wonder Woman movie came out. And there was an all women's screening. 
And like, there was a huge uproar. And so I was like, all right, I'm starting to trickle back into more rad femme in that nature, because then you got to see the really ugly, dark truth of it. And then I was banned off of Twitter and then banned on Facebook. And then I was like, okay, so this is not all in my head. I am being targeted just for being a woman and stating reality. And so are these other women. So finding radical feminists amongst Instagram has been one of the best things, by the way, because we're silenced on every platform imaginable. It's so hard finding rad femmes <laughs> and we're silenced on purpose. So it's been nice to see that, you know, the the progression of the shifts because I've never been on Reddit or Tumblr um, because of horrific, horrific men and the doxing and all of that. So it's it's nice to see that because they were on Reddit. I had no idea to for to come from Reddit to Instagram has been quite lovely. What is a healthy way to express sexuality and body positivity without making porn? Just really liking accepting yourself, finding your own self through passions and uh, masturbations, really healthy sexual exploration within yourself. And you don't, ha- you don't need porn to do that. And <laughs> this is actually funny to me because men always, you know, say this, right? Well, if it wasn't for porn, I would have known I like that. So it's like, here's the thing, like men don't understand about pornography. It brainwashes you. you. You're not searching to find stuff you like. It's programming you with an orgasm and it uses a naked woman and woman's exploitation to do so. So if you start off with cross-dressing porn and it features a woman, you're like, oh my God, I really like this. You orgasm to it. You're going to after a while, it's not going to do that trick for you. And then you switch to possibly something you see in the video that you kind of like or more extreme. So then you you progress that way. And men think that's finding <laughs> body positivity or um, sexuality, which, which is not the case. There are plenty of people out there, especially women, who know what they like sexually without watching pornography. And it's because we learn how to use our imaginations. We learn how to uh, create intimacy. We learn how to make bonds authentically. We learn um, that doing these with people we trust is actually way more fun than pornography. So it's basically just forming authentic bonds. And body positivity is not pornography. Body, like, that's the worst thing you could do for yourself and your self-esteem is watching pornography. It's completely hairless people fucking with obscene bodies like you know that's not an average body and finding body positivity is obviously understanding what your body does best for you is amazing like you have to understand body positivity is not image it's not a sexual image and why does everything have to be sexy like body positivity is not meant to be sexy so it's really annoying when people go well how can I be body body positive without pornography like that's insane to me Because your body is not always meant to be sexy or sexual. Your body does many other things besides sex or to be sexy. Your body, (laughs) you know, features your brain, which is an amazing tool, right? And if, if you can function and if you can put yourself out there and if you can do all of these things, disabled or not, like that's amazing. And it upsets me because I I keep seeing this woman in lingerie who's in a wheelchair and she's like, disabilities are sexy and being disabled is sexy. It's like, why the fuck are we always promoting sexy? 
why is sexy the best thing to be? Being desired is the best thing. And being sexy isn't always being desired. Being sexy is so superficial and being desired is deep. So I don't understand why we don't promote desire and intimacy as much deeper than just sexy. That is so superficially nasty to me. Or stretch marks are sexy. Why do they have to be sexy? They are the marker of your body doing remarkable things. And stretch marks, like majority of people have them, but mothers who say stretch marks are sexy, you're, you carried and gave birth to life. That is fucking remarkable. Why does that have to be sexy? Women who get thicker in the thighs get stretch marks or get too tall get stretch marks. Your body is growing and it did amazing things. It grew, it shrank, it grew, it shrank. You're going to fluctuate. Do what's healthy. Treat your body right. That is body positivity. It's not being sexy. Being sexy is so superficial and it promotes surgery culture, which is a whole fucking different podcast. And I hate surgery culture. What is to be sexy is to look like a blow up doll. Like that's body positivity. That's not body positivity. Is to genuinely, authentically like how unique you are in yourself, in your space, in your body, accepting how your body grows hair, accepting how your body doesn't grow hair, how how tall you are, how short you are, how your body loses and gains weight through healthy mechanisms. Body positivity is fitness. It's lifting weights. It's having fun. It's enjoying yourself. It's relaxing. It's, you know what? It's your quarantine weight. It's realizing what sedentary life can do and how your body is so intrinsically connected to the universe as a woman with the moon, with the oceans and the tides. That's how important your body is. It's not pornography. A healthy way to express sexuality is with a partner, a consenting partner. Or if you don't have a consenting partner uh, with yourself and just by yourself and without pornography, use your imagination. And it's actually kind of shocking to me because I just had this conversation with a man how men are incapable of using their imagination they need stimulate they need stimuli and they still don't realize that's what pornography did to them that's why they argue for it so much it's like yeah because it's brainwashing you to need it like it's always been there and men have always had the access to it to a point that they can't even conceptualize you know what real intimacy is real intimacy is not pornography it's the worst fucking thing on the planet for you for sex and for intimacy or whatever the hell. So I hope I answered your questions authentically. I mean, I did answer authentically. I hope I answered them in a way that you got it. Uh, Thank you for listening. Find me at Reagan's 3 or Reagan's 8. It's back up and running. Have a good one.